phantasm? Is it a nightmare? Phantasm. Is it an illusion? Phantasm. What the fuck is up, Borehounds? And welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. With me as always... Dr. Vincent fucking West. Hello. And I am Corey Gore Christ. Thank you guys for listening. We have an awesome episode for you this fine evening. The doctor has presented us with uh, Phantasm 2 from our good friends at Shout Factory. Is this, is this your favorite Phantasm film out of the... The quadrilogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, this and the first one. Like, I, you know, I really like it. I really like that. A lot of people don't like this one because they replaced Michael A. Baldwin with the, the other actor, but I think this movie, this movie's a Reggie. Reggie's no, this is Reggie's film. It is. And, you know, there's a lot of scenes from the first one that weren't in it that are in this film that are really cool. A lot of you know the oh, yeah, scenes like are in this, yeah, where they're at the fire and they're talking about, um, you know, Jody dying or whatever, which is awesome. I mean, this Phantasm. For those of you who don't know, that's my favorite franchise. I mean, it's my favorite horror movies. Uh, you know, all the, you know, Angus was a fucking genius. He wrote fucking liner notes for the damn Beatles. I mean, that guy was a was an awesome dude. We lost him last year. Yeah. I mean, Gunnar Hansen, those are two. No, it was this year. Oh, he died this year? Yeah, it was January. It was, it was okay, right around so the time we lost year. Lenny. Yeah. Right, well, I mean, fucking Gunnar Hansen. And Gunnar, you know. Gunnar and Angus, go, I mean, obviously Lemmy, that's a different conversation, but, you know, for the horror world, Angus Grimm and Gunnar Hansen, that's huge. Those are two icons, yeah, those for are, sure. That's like Chris Lee. You know, Phantasm's always been a sleeper, but in, in my eyes, that's one of the... If you're a real horror movie fan, you know what Phantasm is. Yeah, these aren't the cheesy. These are this is quality. You know, this is good stuff. You know, I think you know this is it, actually these are actually scary films, and it's like you know, since these movies, no one's tried to touch like the Undertaker, you know, style thing. I mean, he's he's the fucking Undertaker of horror, and that's it. That's all there is to it. You know, I remember seeing this at the theater, and. Uh, you know, there were quite a few people there. I was surprised. Of course, this was a fucking matinee when this thing came out. Yeah. So, and what was also fun about it was the first film and this film. To me, to me, those, yeah, the first and second film. And I mean, I like the fourth film. The third film, I like okay. I was wanting another Phantasm film so bad that it, in '93, when the third film was straight to video, I loved it yeah. just because it was another film. But obviously, it didn't have the budget. This this film definitely had the biggest budget. Yeah. I mean, they went all out with this film. Oh yeah, and it is. It's a Reggie film. Yeah. It really is. It's, you know, and I, I like the guy. I know it's not the same guy, and I'm not really. Do you know the reason why? I actually don't know this. Why was? I asked Don himself, and I forgot what he told me. But there's 
We should look that there up. There was some kind of a contract thing where I think Michael was doing something else, and they couldn't get him at the time, but they were doing the Phantasm. Because James LaGrosse is the one that's in this, right? Right. Yeah. He was in Point Break. Yeah, there was something. Or they wanted him to look older, and he wasn't something. Yeah, I would look that. I honestly forgot the uh, what the reason was that, that was. Um, but, I mean, this film is... It's all Reggie. He's getting he's getting pussy. He's fucking triple barrel shotgunning the shit out of these fucking gnomes. He's a little, you know. He's a little uh, e- <laughs> fuck yeah. He's a little jowls. July eighth. It was in the summer of eighty eight. Nice. But uh, I actually before we we get really balls deep into this film. I want to go straight into some some death metal. I think we don't really touch on it as much as we would like to because we get we get so fucking enthralled in these movies. But uh, you know, death metal is a, a, a huge element to what we do, and uh, another reason why we love death metal is because of these films. So, right. uh, um, actually, talk about some releases I'm anticipating. You know, stuff in the future. I know uh, today is. Well, here's something we can talk about. I think this is valid. We both, and we got it early, we both have the Scream Bloody Gore reissue. Two different versions. Yes, you have the three-disc edition of the CDs, and I got the cassette that was limited to 100. And, of course, the... Um, I'm sorry for all the hammering of the nails, but... Uh, it's fine. I'm not worried about it. There's uh, construction on the, the lower... The uh, apartment below me there. They're crucifying all the people that didn't pay rent so um but yeah your copy is limited to 2000 the three disc edition um which actually comes out tomorrow but uh if you pre-ordered it you got it early i got mine like a week that ago three disc is gone yeah and the cassettes i mean i got the last cassette how cool is that i got it number 100 because awesome. they it's not numbered but it said there's one left in stock and i tried to fucking order it like a 100 times i was like clicking on it really hard and then it's now and then, when I went back to look at it, it said out of stock. So Post. I got I got the last cassette out of that, and I thought it was pretty cool. Never will open it, but that comes out tomorrow officially. But for those of you that pre-ordered that, we'll already have it. If you haven't, it's, it's gone. So uh, sorry. Um, also, the new gruesome yep. uh, Dimensions of Horror EP comes out tomorrow. If you haven't checked out any of that, it's fucking awesome. It is good. They they put it up on you know for streaming, and that is a killer fucking record. I mean they. You know, it's it's fucking Matt Harvey from Exhumed, and uh, it's 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 killer stuff. I mean, it's it's to the ode of, of death, of course. So them coming out at the same time as both on relapse is pretty good. You know, uh, good stuff. And uh, another thing I'm anticipating that hasn't come out yet it comes out next week. Comes out on the 27th, and it's uh, Catalepsy's new record. Uh, Gravenous Hour, or Gravenous Hour, whatever. Uh, it's Russian death metal goodness. Heard of them. Brutal death metal stuff. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, bands like Abominable Putridity and Abnormity. I fucking love those bands. You know, Russians, uh, they know how to slam. They're, they're really good, just brutal, brutal stuff. Their drummers go a million miles an hour. I mean, it's just good shit. Um, and if you want to hear anything from the new catalepsy, they put out a song called uh, 
to the Lords of Nile, and that's streaming right now on Revolver, which is weird. All Revolver does is put out fucking Mudvayne and Corn still. I don't know where they fit in Catalepsy, but it's on their revolvermag.com, and you can listen to that track. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, more power to them for that. And also, uh, not really death metal, but still awesome, DRI's putting out a new EP next month. Cool. June. That's awesome. And it's the first thing they've done in like 15 years or something. A long time. It's called But Wait, There's More, and you can pre-order it at uh, store.beercity.com, which I guess is their website is Beer City, which is pretty funny. Uh, you can get all kinds of merch, DRI shit on that page, so... You can pre-order that, so that's that's good. Um, saw DRI last summer; they were amazing. Uh, they haven't lost their touch one bit. They're still pretty fucking awesome. To which you actually got a uh, two-pack release of theirs recently. Yeah, I found it used. It's uh, four of a kind and uh, Thrash Zone, which I think are their best records. Some of the best Thrash albums, period. Is, is those four of records. a kind? I really like. Yeah, that's really good stuff. I like. Uh, Thrash Zone, I like, you know, Beneath the Wheel, and that's one of my favorite songs on that record. Um, I got the new Destruction, Under Attack, Thrash album, classic German Thrash, it's awesome. They're fucking nasty uh, Thrash. The new Gorguts, that Pilates Dust. It's, that album's great. I haven't listened that, to it, I bought it. It's but, like uh, a 46 minute long song, but I mean, it's it's a good 46 minutes to listen to. I mean, it's, you know, Luke LeMay's uh He's such a great dude. I mean, he's just super he's very nice. He's a super man. nice guy, you know. He's, but for him to play that kind of music is crazy. Because when you meet him, he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah, okay, cool." And then you um, listen to his record, and you're like, "Jesus Christ!" He sounds like he's gonna rip my fucking throat out through my anus. Again, this is not death metal stuff, but I still want to plug this stuff because it's stuff I'm excited about buying. The Six Feet Under, uh, the new Graveyard Classics. Yeah. Which there's a lot of good merch for that. It's like the it's maiden and priest covers. Yeah, it's awesome. And they they have a uh, they're streaming a, one of the covers right now. I believe it's one, the murders in the Rue morgue, the the Iron Maiden cover. Which, if I'm not mistaken, which has been covered quite a bit, but it's landfill that we met mm-hmm. from Cannabis Corpse. He actually played on this, I think. Yeah. Because he was telling us about it last year, and the damn thing wasn't even at like a year. It's like a, over a year later, we and now we're hearing saw, about it. Um, we went and saw Black Dahlia Murder with Iron Reagan, and he was, you know, of course he's in Iron Reagan also with uh, Tony Foresta, that's in Municipal Waste, and um, we just got to talking about him and his relationship with Chris and how he did the last record, and and uh, the doctor here was like, you know, why haven't you guys toured that fucking record? And basically Chris said he was kind of, you know... Insecure about it. The last it six feet under well. record is, in in my opinion, the best thing they ever did. Like I really like it. Like it's, I mean, open casket orgy. I'm buying it. It goes back to like, it's lyrically. Like, I mean, it, I don't know what I mean. And everybody shit on it. I'm like, did you listen to it? It feels it's like the, it's right after the bleeding. That should have been the first six feet record. Not to say haunt. I love the first. I to like me, that stuff too, but I, there's to, something about that record that li- I've listened to it a thousand times. It's one of my favorite. It, it is my favorite thing probably that came out last. To me, year. the first three Six Feets are like the first three Cannibals as far as Six Feet Under is concerned. I mean, they're great records. Um, not really an album by Six Feet I haven't liked, except for one we all don't like is uh, 
True Carnage. See, I'm not. I'm know. not a big fan. Yeah. Of all their stuff. Yeah, not all. It's of it, hit but or I, miss. I like like it. some of it, yeah. I like, and some of it, I There's don't. There's always but. a song I can I can appreciate on his records, you know, and lyrically, it's good no matter what. Um, but you know, I like the Alan West stuff when when Alan West from Obituary was in the band. You know, all that stuff was really good. The early stuff, but um, that last one was so fucking good. And when we were asking uh, Landfill about it, you know, he was he was telling us how you know. Uh, they were working on a new album that's supposed to be covers of, of, of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. Which is what's and, coming out. Yeah, and so I guess I guess he is on that record because he was... You know, they don't really work together. They just kind of send each other stuff back and forth uh, through a computer. You know, they have like a online relationship. I don't think they actually go meet each other. You know, because Landfill's from fucking Virginia and, you know, um, Chris Barnes is... Chris Barnes lives in, you know, uh, Florida, so... You know, and here's the the new destruction. When did this come out? Friday. Friday? Yeah, it's new. Damn, it's bitch, and the the album art's really yeah. nice. Uh, another thing I want to plug, uh, and I have before on a previous podcast. I've actually listened to this record a couple times. The abnormality mechanisms of Omniscience is pretty cool. A chick vocalist, she's pretty fucking brutal for doing death metal stuff. I actually like it. I try, I'm not a fan really of Arch Enemy because I think they're fucking stupid, but. Uh, <laughs> I do like this abnormality band. It's actually pretty good. And I'm not sure which member it is, but one of them's wearing a fucking uh, Gorgasm shirt on the back, so cheers for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing I want to plug, this isn't out yet. I'm buying the shit out of it. This is not death metal, but it's uh, arguably a tie for my favorite artist besides Dio. There's a Motorhead live album coming out called Clean Your Clock. There's also a Blu-ray for it, which I'm buying it's as well. It's their last show in, in Germany. Yep. Right. And what's off that tour? I think yeah, it's comped. There's some uh, video uh, online of, of one of the songs. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> but to, to close with this, and again, not death metal. It's not my fault. There's not a lot of stuff out right now. But uh, I want to plug John Carpenter's Lost Themes too, which I just got my hands on finally. Awesome. And uh, I haven't listened to this actually. But I really, really, really am sure I'll like it because... Oh, yeah. He could fart and record it, and I would probably listen to it. It's like John Carpenter farted on this. But anyway. Um, well, this is awesome. On Destruction, the bonus track for Black Metal, which I'm guessing is the is a Venom cover. It is. Um, it features Alex Carmago from fucking Crisian on it. Amazing. It's fucking awesome. I love, I love those guys. This actually has a Crisian feel to it, just the... The cover kind of it's pretty cool um and then of course you got the dude on the back just flipping you off with the it's got you know he was so nice when we met he's him. german as fuck well it was funny when we, met, studs, when we met Schimner, when we met him iron cross ring you know he's, he's when german jensen and i met him a friend of ours when when we met him when they were touring with sepultura these kids thought we were in destruction yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Jen started telling that we weren't. So I was you like, do oh, look no, like you're ran, German and industrial. We just ran with it. So we, <laughs> we we sat there and posed in pictures with the vocalists for. I mean, who wouldn't do that? That's destruction with these kids. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so they thought they met the whole band, and they just met just the, the Canadian and the 
actual band. But and who did you see them with? You saw them with um, Sepultura, Sepultura, which was fantastic last year. Sepultura. But it was great, and and it's like my favorite shirt, my destruction shirt. It's got you know, a, a lot of people it's don't. It's just destruction logo with a bullet belt on it. A lot of people oh. don't like uh, Derek, and they, you know they want Max Nygor, but also, I mean that's Andrew, you know, that's Andrew's band, you know. So it's, it's uh, you know. But yeah, Destruction, that record's pretty. So I mean, again, it's not death metal, but I really dig it. And, I like the new Sepultura stuff. And uh, also want to uh, point out that they've reissued three on Osmos. If I'm saying that right, records. They've reissued three of the classic Angel Corpse albums, which I'd also just bought. Fuck yeah. And uh, nothing extra on. They just reissued them, which is great to have them in print, physically build a bottom. Angel Corpse is playing shows again, so that's awesome. But they reissued Exterminate. Hammer of Gods and the Inexorable, which are arguably their three best records. So, I want to read a, a lyric here from this new Destruction in case you, we haven't sold you yet on this fucking record. But uh, just reading some of these song titles, you know, that's part of what catches my eye with these, you know, extreme metal records. Is you know, besides the artwork that always fascinated me, brought me from horror geek to the to the metal universe. Is uh, you know the the song titles themselves really really sell you know it's a selling point for me with anything so getting used to the evil sounds like a good one so I'm gonna read you just a, a brief part of this it says uh, depraved we have adapted to the beast enslaved to the brutalization feast deserted ethnic borders are no more perverted we are addicted to the gore how fucking awesome is that. It's thrash, I mean, thrash, or death metal, or whatever. That that's some death metal fucking. Well, lyrics, right? Sodom and Destruction, I think, have influenced Slayer and. Oh know, yeah, and just death metal anyway. You well, know? I think I think they're. You can't have death metal without thrash. <coughs> well, yeah, but I think they, these guys have you know that. I don't think they've really ever put up. They're like Vader. They've God, never really put out a bad record. That's ridiculous. That's. <laughs> Best lyrics I've read in a while. That's really good. So yeah, it's actually wanted to plug. Uh, they're going to be playing in Atlanta uh, in uh, December. I'm going to go see them. So I'm assuming we'll both. No, be we're going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's uh, under attacks. The new destruction album. Uh, this this version's got two bonus tracks on it. Uh, it's on Nuclear Blast Records. You can get it uh, probably destruction.de for Deutsch for all the people that don't. On, it says this thing's available physically. If you like to, I buy physical stuff. Which, you got to, man. But but anyway, but this record is supposed to be available lots of places. And it, it, apparently, locally for us, anyway, it's not. But which is yeah, sad, it's a special. I did get it. I did get it. It's and awesome. I got it for ten bucks, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's uh, definitely get the one. I don't know if they have multiple versions, but that just that one. That one's got standard. The, okay, yeah. so it's the two bonus tracks come with it regardless. Well, the U.S. version. I don't know if it comes with that in Germany, but awesome. there probably is some cool European version. Yeah, they got a, a, a black metal cover with uh, Alex from Crazy, and that's pretty bitching. So definitely a selling point, also. And the doctor on his cell phone has this background image on his phone he just showed me is Roger Moore with a fucking lightsaber dresses James Bond. That's the best of both worlds. That's what you think. It's where do you have a lightsaber? Like you're into that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I love Roger Moore. So I thought you think it's funny. Roger Moore is a Jedi. Yeah, you know, he's the one that taught Obi Wan. It wasn't Yoda. For those <laughs> of you who don't know. <laughs> So we're in one of my favorite scenes of this movie where Reggie and Mike are exploring the graveyard with one of my favorite things, a four-barreled shotgun. Yes. There's it three barrel. Barrel. No, it's the No, it's four. I said three earlier. It's four. Is it four? I think so. 
Mike has a flamethrower. Either way, it's fucking brutal. The and all you can see all the coffins are taken. Like that's just an empty graveyard. It's the dug up tall coffins. man harvest. Yeah, it's taking them all to his uh, other dimension to turn them into little Jawas and uh, do his bidding and be slaves of his his realm. Uh, Phantasm 2 was not available on DVD until 2009. It's insane. Which, because there was, it says here there's some distribution problems for it. Which is cool with this. Now, this, this Blu-ray comes with a DVD, correct? It doesn't? Because they released a DVD version separately. That's correct. That's what they did. And then they started doing the DVD Blu-ray stuff right. after this film, so I guess this was a... Well, it just got its own release. Yeah. This is just the Blu-ray, but... This is just a turning point. The best parts of the film right here, they're... I mean, either way, the guy that plays, uh, you know, he's just a badass in this movie. This is just a great film. Even if it's not Michael Baldwin. It's just a still... great film. I mean, if you're going to be that much of a tot ass about it, you're always going to have somebody who has to bitch about something. It's like, you know, right. this is a great film. Sit and watch it, you know. If you don't like it, then just turn it off. I mean, but I don't like I movies with the, without original characters, but you still got Angus, you still got Reggie, you still got, you know, everybody. It's just not him. But it's just for this film, but the, the guy does a great job of it, you know. And they go into this, the mortuary, if you will, and there's just this fucking, there's just blood everywhere. Like it's they paint, it's like they painted the walls with blood. It's not even splatter. It's <clears throat> it's just bloody walls, and there's a fucking cross. Two of our old friends, Greg Nicotero and Robert Kurtzman, before K and BFX, did the makeup for this film. Amazing. And if anything Tom Savini did right in this world was teaching Greg Nicotero because he's went on to become very successful as he's the uh, main man behind uh, Walking Dead, which I'm not a fan of, but he's made a lot of money and I'm happy that Greg's rich because he's I mean, a fucking makeup artist. The only thing I could say that's that's positive about The Walking Dead for me is is Greg Nicotero. Like the, that's it. The, the zombies look fantastic. I'm so happy. Well, I'm just happy that... The, the gore, I don't even know how much he has hands on that. Maybe right. he does, maybe he doesn't. But I know he's made a lot of money producing that show, and I'm happy for him just because he's a makeup artist. He's done right. a lot of makeup. If you haven't seen the stuff he's done, look him up. It's pretty damn impressive. But, the, you know, the zombies love look the good. Naked. The, the <clears throat> <is> see, <clears throat> Here's something I love, the part right right here. There's a girl in the, sim- in the morgue here, which later is alive and fucking Reggie. Did you ever notice that? What? The girl laying on the table there is the girl that's fucking him later in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Which a lot of people, they notice that or not, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, this Blu-ray we're watching came out on March 26, 2013. You want to hear something funny? The, uh, the guy, James LaGrosse, that plays Mike in this film... He's in the new Point Break movie that came out last year. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, he's in the original, too. Huh. That's funny. He's Gromit in the... Or, not Gromit, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, now, does he play the same character? No. Okay. Roach. He's Roach, Roach in the original Point Break. He's a cameo as an FBI uh, inspector at the beginning of the remake. Hmm. Which I think I'm the only person on the earth that liked that Point Break remake, but whatever. <laughs> I like a lot of stuff. I don't know, I'm weird. The stuff I like is not necessarily always good, but I end up finding a way to enjoy it. Oh, so the uh, the whole Michael A. Baldwin thing, where they 
they were they the studio the Universal they forced uh, Don to recast Mike. Okay, this makes no sense. I want to. <clears throat> I want to. Why he's a different actor in this film because they were forced to recast. Him. I want to make fun of somebody here. Um, Scott Weinberg, you work for Fearnet. You called the, and I'm quoting this, the Phantasm sequels indecipherable and too weird to understand. Hey, fuck you, Scott. Now, you know what? That means you're stupid. That's what that means. Well, if, if you, you can't understand... Don't have it. a site called Fearnet and make fun of the Phantasm sequels. If you can't understand what's going on with this, then you're a fucking hipster dipshit. <laughs> <clears throat> well, this is a quote from this guy. It's right here. It's right there in black You know what that line. tells me? It's just, hey, I shouldn't be a... Stay away from Fearnet, I guys. shouldn't be writing... Uh, Articles about horror movies if I can't even understand what the fuck Phantasm's about. It's not hard to understand. You know what you do to understand movies? You watch the films. You know, Rob, Roger Ebert, which, if I'm not mistaken, has passed away long ago. Yeah. He gave this film one star, so fuck you, Roger. Straight to your grave, buddy. I mean, I, I mean, I'll, those guys only liked stuff that Tom Hanks got naked in and, you know... Brad Pitt has to like pinch his nipples and they'll like the movie. If the movie's three hours long and doesn't even have a fart, then they're gonna like it. But if it's anything past a drama, there's not a person listening to us right now that would say that this movie's bad. I've never met. That's disgusting. That's fucking nasty. He's got that fucking nasty demon face coming out of her fucking back and talking to her shit. I mean, well, that's the part with it's it's the tall man just gory and looking like the thing he's like you play a good game boy it's one of the best lines in horror movie history is that that right there that quote and then uh, Reggie flames her up and they're total badasses they're like, like a whopper they're both the whole movie hunting down the tall man trying to kill him it's cool but no I mean I don't and you know I'm not trying to pull punches here but it's like you know oh we're pulling the punches. how do you how do you work for you know uh, a company, and, and it's fine you review stuff if you don't like it, but how old are you there, Scott? Are you, you two? <laughs> you, you're, you're, you a tween? I, I mean, I saw this bitch at the theater. This movie's fucking awesome. I, I really, I'll defend this film to the death. I think it's very good. And honestly, I've never met a Phantasm film fan that didn't like this film. Well, he's obviously not a Phantasm fan if he can't even... Because I think this film's genius. I really do. I like yeah. this film quite a bit. I... Uh, there's a lot of like ten years to. There's a lot of pressure on Don to make this film because yep. he didn't have any plans to keep going with it, and the studio was on his ass, and they were like, "Hey, you need to write this film and let's make another one," because I guess they thought it'd make money at the time, or the studio just wanted to see another Phantasm film or something, and it took him so long to make it, and this was the result. He did a very good fucking job with it, even though he had all the pressure he had he took his time and he fucking did a good job with it that's great i think i mean i don't i don't know what people want i again you know i mean to even be mean about it it's just like what what are you expecting i mean i don't i don't go into things you know i'm not going to bring up what this is but uh cory and i were talking about on the phone earlier before we started recording today about a film franchise that, that that's got shit on this year and i don't even want to go into that but my point being it's it's like you're always going to have an audience out there somewhere that likes something that even if people don't like it, you know, like the two of us have no fucking interest at all in that. Uh, um, and I'll really let Corey go on a, on a rant about this here. We'll swap, swap rants today, but I, <laughs> you know, but either way, films get, films get a bad thing. You know, they get movies come out. There's some movies I don't like and folks out there, you guys don't like, or Corey doesn't like, or we both hate, or you all hate or whatever. 
but there's still an audience for something. So to, to right. just, but to me to work for a horror company and throw this film under the bus is just silly. But but uh, you know, but that's this guy, this Scott Weinberg guy's probably also going to go watch uh, that new Ghostbusters film and say it's the best thing he's ever seen. Uh, yeah, I'd led you right into that. Well, I just led Corey into the danger zone, into the alley of doom. <laughs> Basically, my thing is is. Uh, Nowadays, people are trying to, to gender genderize things, if that's a word, um, make everything gender positive and stuff like that. But it's really the opposite. You know, you don't have to make everything. Oh well, they're all dudes, and the only girl in it, of course, was a secretary. That's like, well, what about uh, fucking Dana Barrett, Sigourney Weaver? I mean, she was a badass in that film, and she was one of the center points of the film. Of course, she was a, a love interest, but. She was one of the main characters and was the story centered around the Ghostbusters was her. And she was also the first client. And Dana wasn't an idiot. She was a very smart person in the film. And she just got possessed. I mean, it's uh, it's not like it was purposely, oh, they should have had a girl as a Ghostbuster. It's like, well, you know what? They broke the race barrier first and they had a black dude as a Ghostbuster. So eat a dick. It's like they can only do so much. They can't have uh, Bill Murray and... Ernie Hudson, and a, a female Ghostbuster, and an Asian Ghostbuster, and a Mexican Ghostbuster. It's just like, it's not like that. It's a film. It's art. It doesn't all have to be gender-specific and uh, racially specific. It's just it's just a movie, and that's the way they casted it. I think it was perfect. I mean, the, the new one is only there because it's a female thing. And that, it has to offend you. And that, and that Paul Fee guy is a fucking chode, and he's, uh, you know, he's... He's just a classless fucking director. I don't. I never liked any of his movies. You know, all that hot pursuit and uh, bridesmaids had some funny scenes in it, but it's just you know. I'm surprised. This, this pro, this pro female thing, and he, he thinks he's Bill Nye and Doctor Who the way he dresses. It's just like, dude, you're not you're not making uh, Hollywood any better by making your your pro gender films. It's like, I don't care if you're a feminist and eat at Cheesecake Factory and go to your book clubs, whatever the fuck you do. But it's not its not helping the genre any. And, and to remake something like Ghostbusters and completely wrap a fucking dental dam around it and cut off all their nuts is, is stupid, you know? So, uh, I... It's just a movie that no matter what, even if you made it with more dudes in it, it's, that is not the point. That shouldn't be touched. Some things shouldn't be remade. Especially that, yeah, like Phantasm, like Phantasm, Jaws, anything like that does not need to be touched. It's, it's there. It, it stands the test of time. You don't need to reintroduce it into the audience because you know Trek. what? Yeah, or Star Trek, of course. Anybody, Star Wars, I get because it's not a remake. It's right. They've done it's right, episode seven. That's yeah, cool. I'm not but going there. When you but. remake stuff, uh, Texas Chainsaw. Surprisingly, the remakes were okay. You know, horror movies. It depends because. We we the two of us like the the not to cut into there with you but I wanted to point this out we're huge fans of the O non Friday the Thirteenth and a lot of people fucking yeah, hate it. Was it. Great. I think it's fucking fantastic. I loved it. And if you think it's bad, go read about what they're putting out shortly because it sounds like shit. Harry Mefferdini hated it. He said well that's... word for word that it was a turd, and that's also because. They didn't even ask him to do it, and you know, uh, I'm sure he has some resentment with that. But he said he tried to watch it, he just couldn't watch it. But he's, you know, I think he has a, a different uh, taste for horror than other people do, because you know, um, 
he is Harry Manfredini. I mean, I'm not saying that I like that 09 Friday the 13th. I don't think he likes any, I don't think he likes modern style stuff, which I don't either. I didn't like the modern, you know, the modern feel of the new Friday the 13th, but you know what happens? They all die, and that's the best part. That's why. I don't know, I thought Derek Mears was cool. I liked it. Yeah, Derek Mears did a great job. Um, I didn't really like the way Jason looked in the film, but I thought it was cool how they went from the potato sack to the mask and I don't know all that in one it. film. I thought it, I, but I'm not the really, more I watch it because it's almost ten years old now. It's a, I I don't know. I like it. If I want to be nitpicky, I have some things. I was like, yeah, you know, they could have done this, but the way that it was done and how it was presented was good. I, I like the chick with overall, the titties at the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, for me though, it it's just like the, the Texas Chainsaw. I liked it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. I, I, I'm, I actually thought it was good. I don't. I'm real picky, but but then you know, there's other stuff that everybody thinks is great, like it follows, which I want to point out personally. I thought was a pile of shit. I thought which that one? movie. It follows. I think it's fucking terrible. Oh, that movie's awful. There's nothing um, to it. It's just it's, it's it, and here's you another foot long that I wasted <laughs> money on. That, now mind you, people, this is at a two dollar and fifty cent movie theater, and I wanted the two fifty back. And not for it follows. It this actually this actually makes it follows look like a masterpiece, even though I hate it. Uh, <laughs> the gallows. I never what saw a that. Fucking foot long that was. I never saw that. That that is a tween foot long. What, what's what's the other one? Unfriended. Unfriended. I mean, wow. Man, you know. Horrible. And of course, everybody I know that horrible that doesn't like horror. They're like that movie is fucking awesome. I was sure like, well, do. you don't know what horror movies are, so no. of course it's good. Well, they have no taste. I mean, every like I said earlier, I don't want to like things that are. I don't want to people, watch but. people on Skype getting killed. Like I don't care. <laughs> it's not visceral to me. If I'm going to watch a movie like that, like uh, well, if I was going to get killed for getting unfriended on Facebook, I'd been dead a long time ago. <laughs> the graveside service is about to begin. It's <laughs> awesome. And the tall man has arrived in the. In the mortuary. And Angus is just such a, a presence. It's awesome. He's just... Ugh. Just a side note of how big a fans we are of this film franchise. I actually, which is on hiatus, I actually have a death metal band called Paragord Cemetery. Huh. I actually awesome. have a copy written. It's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Nothing really to plug about it. It's just been on hiatus for two years, but it was something I was toying around with. But yeah, we're both huge fans of this film franchise, to get back to it. I don't want this remade. I don't even want to get into discussing that, because it just makes me want to uh, projectile vomit. But I just leave it to fuck alone, you know? I've really delved into it, and JJ's not... He's just doing the restoration, as far as I know. He's not remaking it. Well, see, I've not heard anything else about it. I don't even want to talk. It just makes me ill. Which I, I want a restoration of. For those of you that don't know, I I want J.J. Abrams to die in a fucking car wreck. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the new Star Wars was good. I give him credit for it, but it doesn't uh, excuse the fact that he has ruined everything else. <laughs> but uh, he couldn't ruin. If he ruined Star Wars, he would not be alive anymore. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about that. Well, I mean, he ruined Star Trek, and I fucking hate him for it. But yeah. We were talking earlier again before we started recording. We were talking. I was talking with him about Steven Spielberg's uh, made for ABC TV movie Duel, which I'm a huge fan of with Dennis Weaver, which J.J. Abrams stole later down the road and put Paul Walker in it and that other dipshit that our friend Jens likes that's in every goddamn shitty. Early 2000s comedy. I can't think of that fucker's name. I can't stand him. 
uh, oh, what's his name? He's in so many sh- just annoying, obnoxious movies. <laughs> uh, Steve Zahn. I fucking hate that guy. Oh, God. Anyway, it's Paul Walker and Steve Zahn, and they're being chased by a truck driver, and it's like, wow, you stole this from Steven Spielberg. You're such a fucking genius, you fucking hack. <laughs> I fucking hate J.J. Abrams. And I, and I, let's go on record on this, too. I'm not a fucking Star Wars fan. Uh, the movie that he did, whatever, I, I don't give a shit. I fucking hate him. He ruined fucking Star Trek. He, he's a fucking talentless turd. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Fringe. You fucking stole from fucking X-Files. You stole from Chris Carter. You're a fucking has-been. I fucking hate you. You just, just crawl back in your fucking shell and die. I can't stand him. <laughs> I hate it. Seeing his name on anything makes me ill. <laughs> My uh, girlfriend conned me into going to see. Uh, you, oh, you're going to love this, and I'll end that, my that rant with this. Lane I thing. saw it. You saw it? Yes. Now, here's that? what I don't understand about that movie. So I'll watch that movie. I've never. Here's you a funny story out there, you guys listen. You know I hate J.J. Abrams. So I get. I because she likes the first Cloverfield. So we went and saw the new one. We went and saw the new Cloverfield, and it was at the Dollar Theater, and I watched it. And it's these people in a spoiler alert. It's these people in a basement through the entire film, and John Goodman basically has been hacking people up, women that, that he he purposely runs off the road with his car, and then he kidnaps them and, and tries to force them into saying they have to live in this shelter with him because the world's ending, even though it's not. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, it sounds that way, and then the movie just goes completely to left field. The, the 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 girl that he's tried to do this to in the film escapes, finds out there's nothing wrong with the Earth, but the Earth is actually under attack by these aliens, which I'm assuming were in the first Cloverfield. I don't really know. Of course we're But either way, but so so it's this horror film, and then it turns into a science fiction thing, and then I just was like and, and I'll be honest with you, Ad- Abrams only I think produced it, but I watched it and I was like Really? <laughs> I don't know. I just it's original, but it was just like what was the point of this? So, so we're gonna take. So I'm following. It's a horror thing, but the end of it. So then, but it's a, with an alien twist. I don't know. He, he tried to Spielberg it, but it didn't work. I don't know. So but, Spielberg will do. It's like this is a completely normal movie, but then there's aliens the whole time. But by the way, the movie that I was saying that he stole Duel from was Joyride. But anyway, but enough about that, and I apologize. But I going on that. But it's just you know, it's just one of those things that bothers me because I. When you get to a certain age and you watch films, and I don't care how old you are, if you've watched films when you're really young and you're in your 20s, uh, like Corey is, you could still do this. If, if you're at a certain age, you've seen a lot of stuff, you can tell when something is horseshit. No. You just can. I mean, it's like the Ghostbusters thing. Like, I'm not even nearly even ballpark passionate I'm Ghostbusters fan as you are. And every time I see that trailer, I cringe. I'm just like, this looks so fucking stupid. I'm surprised that normal moviegoers that don't even really like Ghostbusters don't look at that movie and say it looks like horseshit. Because that well, movie just is presented. People, that movie's presented in a doggy bag of shit. Well, here's the thing though. Most people go to the theater. This is something that I've I go to the movies a lot too, if I've never mentioned that on here. And I'm talking the full rent one a lot. I go to the dollar one too, but I go to the full rent one a lot. And one thing I've noticed, and maybe you guys have noticed this too, if you go to the theaters a lot like I do, when you go there, it's like, it's like it's Club Med. They're like, I just got off of my day job. Let's spend a thousand bucks on drinks and refreshments, 
and that's assuming they have kids or don't, and they just go see anything. Yeah. And they're swapping that card, and that's great for the movie business, and I'm glad there's people out there like that, but I can't just watch anything that's on. I can't either. I it's can't even do that. Thing. I can't even do that flipping through channels on the fucking TV. I can't do even on Netflix. I have Netflix, and like I was kind of weird about Netflix for the longest time. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Netflix now, but it's one of those things where it's like, just because it's on there and recommended, doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. Well, yeah, I figured. Like too. everybody tried to get me to watch Daredevil, and again, I'm going off subject here, and I'm not even going to go into a rant about that. I haven't watched it, so I don't know if I would like it or not. But I'm not going to watch it just because I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> But, you know, if somebody tries to cram something down my throat enough, I'm just going to be like, no, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Like those Ninja Turtle movies they're doing out. I have no interest in seeing those. Uh, th- there's lots of stuff that comes out. I have no interest. That, that Independence Day 2 or whatever, no thank you. Oh. I'd rather eat my own shit out of the bowl. <laughs> I just don't. No thanks. You know, I just, I'm not interested. I'm not a- interested in your X-Men apocalypse. I'm not uh, interested in... Ivan News. You know, whatever, whatever people want to watch. It's fine. And y'all like this stuff and you want to go see it. That's great. I'm not going to go see it. Everybody's going to go see different stuff. You know what? The other thing is people are really – seems like they're open-minded, but they're really closed-minded because people are impressionable and they'll just go watch anything they're told to watch. So it's like, hey, well, that's what Independence I'm saying. It's like Club Med. It's like, it hey, gets, give me that hot dog. Give me them nachos. Yeah. Give me some popcorn. And they're sliding that credit card and they'll go see X-Men 58. You know, and that's, just, th- that's their bit. Or Fast and Furious. They just get out of church and they're like, Independence Day 2 is like the Hunger Games 3. Let's go. Right. And, they and then they go just because sure. they saw a preview for it. They're like, that looks pretty good. It's like, why? It's new it's, and exciting. It's, it's just, new. It's going to be good. It's but, made completely on a fucking computer. And, you know. Bill Pullman's there dressed as the president for the first one. It's like, where's the draw for an actual movie in this? It's not there for me. So, Because um, I actually pay to watch movies I want to see, not movies I'm told to see by ESPN or whatever. Um, you know, uh, But a lot of people don't. I think, I think a, lot a lot of people, people just go see stuff because they see it. Well, they're on a day. They're trying to you know play with their girlfriends, you know. Hoo-ha. Yeah, they're wanting to fucking, you know, or get hot French kissing, and get jacked off in the theater into the popcorn bucket. <laughs> I don't know, but all I know is I'm not dropping that kind of coin on stuff. And then, you know, here's another thing. Corey and I went to a premiere uh, beginning of this month. I'm not even going to get into that. But we go to the – I will get into going to it, though. But there's these fucking tweens and dipshits and, you know, it's, it's – I, I, it's for me. It's like going to a music festival. This is something I've never really. I've not went into a whole big thing about on here. Hey, bands we love out there, fans, whatever. If y'all dig going to like see multiple bands at a festival setting, I don't. <laughs> uh, I just don't because I don't know. It stresses me fucking out. Like yeah. like going. I understand why why bands enjoy doing it, and I understand why, or maybe they enjoy doing. It, I don't know, but. We'll find out, but uh, <laughs> ask some folks. But but and if fans, if y'all dig it, that's great. You get a package bill. You get. I just don't like it. I, yeah. I I just don't. I don't know. I would rather just go. Like this coming Monday, we're going to see Hate Eternal and Vital Remains, which we're very excited about uh, in Atlanta at the Masquerade, great venue. Uh, but that show's not really stressful to me. But if it was like a, well, it's a huge, club show, club shows but, are more my thing but, too. But these, know, but these these festival things, I just can't get into it. It's impersonal to me. It's very impersonable, and it, it just it it just stresses me out. There's all these people just like, I'm middle biggest fan. One more thing I want to say. <laughs> uh, and the again, doctor is still in, guys. But it's He's, but this is very this is very brief. It's one sentence. You're in a hundred percent. Metal is not a fucking brotherhood. It's also not a talent show. No. But it's not a brotherhood. 
you all take what Metal. I'm saying with a grain of salt, but it's true. It's not. I've never felt like anybody had my back or was my pal in metal. Well, at we're not. We're not firefighters. We're fans. You know. But do you know what I mean? They always try to pack this thing off like, like uh, not necessarily death metal, but they just metal in general. They try to generalize and say it's the, you know it's this it's we're this big buddy club. It's yeah. not a family. And you know what? If you're trying to invite me to that family, go fuck yourself. I don't want to be a part of your fucking family. Um, I've got my own social issues with stuff. So does Corey. No interest. Like I have no interest. I have my friends that I care about, but I'm not your fucking friend or your family at a show. You know, no. the only people that I see at shows when I go, typically, especially when he and I are trying to talk with some of these artists and stuff, are assholes. <laughs> and it's you know, and I, I understand. A true sure. story. True story. We were we were trying to talk with this band, and I'm going to leave the band out of this, so you know they don't you know get upset with us or whatever. But this dipshit just walks out of nowhere and starts talking about fucking deathcore. I hate fucking deathcore. Now, this is I hate your it. fucking fan base. And, and me and you have a. Uh, this is always an issue with me and the doctor. Every every show we've ever been to, there's always one guy, and they've or always, two or three. There's usually, it's just one. It, it only takes is. one to ruin a, a crowd. But it's they 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 always have like a craft beer. And they've it's oh they're only half done with the one beer they've had all but night. But they've had fifty, and they're already trashed. Or they're yeah. acting like they've had fifty. We were talking to this band, and uh, this is also you know this is in Atlanta too. Um, this is our At our venue, which is our, our stomping, stomping ground. ground. Yeah, and this guy walks up while we're talking to one of the band members, you know, having a good conversation, and he walks up out of nowhere, and he's like, "Corn got me into death metal." First thing out of his mouth, we were talking about like Van Halen or something crazy. We were just having a good conversation, and all of a sudden he's just like, "Corn got me into death metal," and we were like, uh, "And be more so specific, what? To be specific about this guy's wearing a fucking skeleton witch shirt, which is not a death metal band, and yeah, a swoopy haircut, and you know, talking about Whitechapel and all this other stuff again, which is not a death metal band. And it's like, you know what, man? It's like, and 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 to be. We'll be perfectly frank about this. There was no death metal on the bill of what we were saying. No. I don't even but, – but we were there, and again, that's why I'm leaving the bands out. This has nothing to do with the bands. But, but we're there, and I'm like – I just wanted to ask this guy. It's like, A, why are you interrupting our conversation? And B, you know, don't drink if you're just going to be an asshole and walk up and butt into people's conversations when no one, no one gives especially a shit what you think, especially, especially about corn. it's completely corn. irrelevant to what we're talking right. about. We're like, yeah, man, Eddie Van Halen fucking shreds. And he's like, I like corn. I know. Like, what? And I'm like, well, there's a UFO over there in the fucking background. I mean, <laughs> and he's like, that? really? Are they blistering a slipknot? It's like, dude. It was just really stupid. It's like people just want to die, I think. you know. Um, so that guy is probably the one that's like, man, it's a family, man. We go see Five Finger Death Punch. It's fucking death metal. And we it go, is. We go, watch same. we go watch Skeleton Witch and Aim on Amarth and Death Metal. It's like, you know what? You can go do what you want to do and watch what you want to right. watch. Right. Go to your shows that but you want to go to. I'm but... not with you on that. Right. We we're not have, in your family. You may love, uh, you know, Cloverfield Lane and, and, and Skeleton Witch or whatever you do. But it's like, I don't. So, therefore, we're not family. You know, it's not. If you are... You know, there, people listen to this out there, whatever, and I'll, I will say this to you. This is straight from the doctor, and and I think I speak for Corey, too. You know, you guys are our family, you know, and, and, and we're family. You want to come up and meet us? That's fucking awesome. We would love to talk to you. This kind of point of the reasons, reasons of doing this podcast is to reach out to fucking people that are like us. If you're out there, you know, you know what, man? Fuck yeah. You know, I'll buy you a beer. 
if I've got the money. But, you know, come on up, you know, but, 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 you know, that's what it's about. It's supposed to, that's how it becomes fam, but it's not family by just going, yeah, I'm some shit bag that works at a fucking, you know, this factory and I'm going to get off and I'm going to fucking go drink 50 beers and fucking show my ass. That's not a family. You're just a drunk asshole. He's like, I'm going to get in the pit and uh, show everybody how sweaty and gross I am because I'm a single guy. It's like, all right, you know, my wife's a whore. I'm going to go <laughs> get in the pit line, and get rub around. Everybody's going to like, you know, different things. But I've never understood these people that cross like a thousand genres and try to come up and talk to me, which it, you guys would just have to know me. But it's like I, I'm not really a people person and not really into having just – Drunk assholes coming up for some reason. They they're inclined to do this to me and Corey. They like to come up and just tell us everything that's going on in their head at that moment. And I'm like, fuck off. It's really annoying. We saw a show here, and it was um, what show? I can't. It was a DSI show, but it wasn't the more recent one. It was the one before that, I think. And this guy walks up, and he's drunk as shit, and he's had a camera, like a giant camera, around his neck. And he walks up to me after the show. I wasn't even talking to anybody. I was just trying to get out of the venue. And he walks up to me and just goes, hey, man, you like tacos? I was like, yeah, I guess. You must <laughs> like alcohol. I'm not even going to ask you that question. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, do you like tacos? And he's just like, what? I didn't say anything about tacos. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I really hope that you're driving home, you know. Um <clears throat> Yeah, the, and I'm sure you guys have been through this too. You have these people come up to you. It's like, look, we're we're here. When Corey and I go to a show, we're there for two reasons. We're there to watch the band perform and to meet the band. That's it. I'm not there to uh, make friends. Yeah, I'm not there to, you know, I'm just not there to do that. I'm not there to to. I don't give a shit what other people's agenda is at that at that show. I, the only agenda that I care about is is talking with the artist that we're there to see. Or multiple artists, like, and you know, uh, and seeing the show and enjoying the show, and you. Some people you are cool when they come up to me and talk and are actually like, "Hey, man, yeah, I but love there's your a shirt. difference. We've you know, had that's people awesome. like that. That's different. That's but great. That's what we're talking about. But though. we're talking about the, these guys that are fucking had a had a. They're you know, drunk. They had legally downloaded every one of these albums. They had a twenty, band, but they're their biggest fan. They had, had a, like they had a twenty-four pack of, of Natty Ice before they right, came to and the then show. they fucking and they're smoking in my face. Yeah, and then they, they they smoke uh, a carton of cigarettes in your in your face. It's like, why are you chain smoking in my face? And I don't care, and I don't want to smell your liquor breath and your PBR breath. It's like, just do me a favor and <laughs> and and honestly, for those that, that that do act like that, please drive home. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's what ruins and that's what sets the real people apart, you know, because because those people are just out to. To it make ruins a spectacle it. It of themselves. ruins the it ruins the show. What he and I have These had more the, shows ruined by some drunk jack off that, that that and again it's not even in the same realm of possibility of what we're even discussing. He just shows up out of nowhere. It's just like I really like to ride horses. Yeah. It's like what are you? What the fuck are you talking about? These are the same kinds of people that'll not know the the lyrics to the song, but they'll be mouthing it like they do. And, you know, there's just these fake-ass motherfuckers that go to metal shows just to make a spectacle of themselves. And it's like, look, everyone paid money to see the bands, not watch your drunk-ass, you know, 
make an ass out of yourself, you know? It's, well, and you know... I, I didn't pay $30 we're, to see right. Slayer to watch you be an asshole well, and not know the lyrics to any of their songs and stand next to me and kind of right. eyeball me and be like, hey, man, I, he's still looking at me because I'm weird. And then he's like, I'm, 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 yeah, I, yeah, look, I know the lyric. Play Strip, Rape, and Strangle. We already played that. <laughs> Play Strip, Rape, and Strangle. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. There's... That's the worst part too, and and the band. Tell this don't story like that, real quick. You know? I've got Corey worked up here today. We've we've swapped. I <laughs> yeah. kind of went on a rant. We got him here. I don't have a sample for you're, you, you're but fueling my hatred. There. Do let them know that just real quick. Uh, uh, but tell them tell them what was going on when you were trying to see Slayer. Because um, <laughs> this this one I enjoyed. This is like him ranting like me. Um, which part of it? Oh, God, that fucking kid. <laughs> there we go. I've got it going oh, now, man. everybody. Listen to this. It's pretty All good. All right, so behind me, and this was in They're line. They're in line. The line was wrapped. I think. Yeah, the line was wrapped around the fucking door. You know, we already had tickets and everything, so it wasn't an issue. Um, we were just waiting to get in. And, uh, you know, we didn't have our VIP laminates on that you don't get to meet anybody, but you got your laminate on, man, to get VIP fast access because I'm a, a lard ass and can't wait two more minutes in line. I got to smoke 50 cigarettes and, you know. So uh, it, behind me in line, there's this kid and his older latently latent homosexual brother, That's uh, which is fine, whatever you want to do. You want to. Wear your mommy's heels and, and put on fucking makeup while she's not home at work. Whatever you want to do, whatever. If you, you're a Buffalo Bill when you grow up, it's fine. It's totally cool. Um, th- this kid was telling his brother he was going through. He he thinks he's Sam Dunn from fucking Banger TV, and he's he's going around. Oh, this is my favorite part of the movie. Sorry, it's when the priest is getting hung by his fucking cross necklace. It's one of the most death metal things in the history of fucking films. Is the cross is like upside down while he's holding this priest in the fucking air. It's awesome. Anyway, um, I, I got. I'm sorry. This rant has got to be paused for a second because this is the best. This is the most death metal thing in this in this whole franchise. Is this part? I'm gonna unpause, unmute it for you guys. Uh, who doesn't have this on death metal song yet? Needs to. You think that when you die, you go to heaven? Do okay, sorry. Uh, That'd be a great mortician yeah, song. The, the tall man does that. Um, so rant continuing. This kid is thinks he's Sam Dunn. He's going through the whole history of metal because he's watched that stupid documentary one time uh, on VH1 that he's he's a death metal you know like a so he's metal a, he's, history. He's expert. an eighteen year old authority. Basically, like this this kid knows his stuff apparently. So this is what he does. Uh, his younger brother, I guess, has never been to a, a metal show before, and he's going. Now, to which see, one was the know-it-all? The older brother, or the, the older young? brother. Oh, okay. The that one, was eighteen. The yeah. one that like he's like, hey, brother, watch me masturbate. This is how you masturbate. You know, he's he's a fucking weirdo. So uh, we, <laughs> he's <laughs> the little kid's cool. You know, he's got a kiss shirt on. It's pretty vintage. It looks cool. You know, I was like, hey, man, nice kiss shirt. And then bam, I'm in the conversation. And I'm like, fuck. And uh. So this kid's like 18 years old. He probably, you know, doesn't have a job or any of that bullshit. There's no sense of reality oh. other than metal injection. And uh, he he goes, he, he's he's running, he's going through this fucking bullshit with his with his brother. And he's like, yeah, now Slayer was originally, this is seriously what he was saying behind me. And, and I thought my girlfriend was going to perform a human sacrifice. I had, you know, she was freaking <laughs> out. 
Because she was like, can we, can I, like, put my cigarettes out on his forehead and, like, just drive it down to his fucking penis? It's like, yeah, whatever you want to do, you know. Uh, this is exactly verbatim what he was saying. He's like, yeah, Slayer started in 1982 with Jeff Hanneman and Dave Lombardo and Tom Araya. Yeah, Jeff Hanneman and Dave Lombardo and Tom Araya and just like... Tom Araya. <laughs> and Carrie Queen. And they were they made an album called Show No Mercy and it featured the tracks blah 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 and he God, was just, I, I would have fucking he was eaten. just going on and on and on and I was like this kid just has you know couldn't you have this conversation when you're driving from your trailer park to the show I mean come on or your mom's condo he was trying to impress you with his vast knowledge yeah I feel like he was telling the kid but you know since he was in line he was like listen to what I know that I read from Wikipedia it's like well okay. And so I tell the kid, nice kiss, sure. And then all of a sudden, this guy turns around to me, and he's just like, yeah, Kiss was formed in 1960, blah, blah, blah. And he's just going wow. on and on. And I was like, look. Wait buddy. a minute. So you were in line with Eddie Trunk. That's interesting. Yeah. And he, he gave me a free uh, uh, a free Judas Priest metalology album, you know, because I won <laughs> it in the in the crowd. And, and George Lynch walked over, and he's like, meh. You know, that's turn, amazing. Turn into that's, that metal show. Turn into that metal show that on the spot. That canceled show. Yeah. The, <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, that show is pretty cool sometimes. I'm glad um, it actually got canceled. But yeah. anyway. I'm surprised he didn't have the That Metal Show shirt on while he was talking. And he was like, uh, he was just going on about this bullshit, you know. And I was, at first, you know, I really wanted to punch him in his throat. So I was trying sure. to redeem him by just talking to him myself. And just being like, you can't talk to people like that. No, you can't. I know. I knew that real quick. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like talk to this kid for a minute, and maybe he'll shut the fuck up. And eventually, it happened, so it was great. But but at first, I was like, you know what? I like hella weights. Uh, and you know, of course, he was like, Dave Lombardo is the greatest drummer. Blah blah blah. Besides Neil Peart, he he said Neil Peart, and tried to. Uh, when I said, oh, it's Pert. And and he was like, no, it's Peart. And we went on a fucking, basically, argument about how to say Neil Peart. So you interviewed Eddie Trunk, even though you didn't know you were going to, because you told, he was trying you told to, Eddie he had a nice kiss shirt. And he was trying to... He was trying and you to, told Don Jameson he had a nice kiss shirt. Yeah. And then, you know, Jim Florentine was like, it's Peart. And, you know, he's trying to be all French on me or some shit. It's like, no, it's Peart. Sorry, every... It's not uh, Mark Portini either. Or Mike Portini. It's Mark Portnoy, you know. Mike Portnoy. I can never say his name correctly. I always but. thought that show was funny because they would, you know, that they'd have these guests. And, and it, there were some, but it was just so corny because, like, the end of the night, it's like, I'm going to, hey, I'm Eddie Trunk, and I'm going to plug that new Blackstone chair. <laughs> it's like, fuck this show. Uh, it's time for our extreme movement. While we, and I'm like, what's your extreme movement? It's like, we've got the new fucking Slipknot. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go have a bowel movement that's more extreme than that. And they're like, let's have a, uh, this is this is a trunk right here. It's like, let's have a thrash off. Jim and and uh, and Don, you guys put your favorite, you know, which thrash bands are the best on and top. And of course, Talakie's number one. No, and then it's, uh, no, this is what this is what Eddie Trunk does right here. And then Eddie Trunk's going to put his final word. So it's like, what you got, Jim? He's like, I got Megadeth. And then it's like, what do you got, Don? He's like, oh, I got Overkill. Pretty awesome. And then Eddie Trunk's like, I got Mr. Big. Good night. Have a good night, guys. Credits <laughs> rolls. It's like, what? What the fuck is that? 
<laughs> That's every time. You know, okay, here, here's the reality he of that. He interviews King Diamond, and they talk, he asked him about Tesla. It's like, right, what the fuck right. is this? It's this. No, here's what it is. Here's what it is. I mean, forgot, the guy had that Mark Tremonti fag on there, so it's like, you know, if you've got that. He's asking dude, Mark Tremonti about nuclear you've assault. Got that, you've, got that, you've got that fucking ass, that fucking ass basket on there. Fucking, fucking that fucking panty waist Christian shithead. Guess what? On there we did George Lynch, the only metal He's thing about the yeah, show. He's yeah, man. He goes, yeah, now man. We the, now we got the guitars from Foss <laughs> uh, man, I, le- I left. I left. I left. I left Creed. Man, I knew stuff's got distortion, but it's about God. But anyway, then Eddie's like, man, you're all heavy as hell. I don't know why they didn't just call that 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 aisle to retire. Entire show. <laughs> that, I mean, that it's nothing but it's fucking embarrassing. That I'd watch show. I'd watch that, and I'm just like, it's like we got Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. We're gonna ask him about mortician. Here we go. No, they wouldn't even know what and that was. Like, and then he's like, yeah, mortician's all like, boom, ba-dam, 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 ba-dam. no, they wouldn't. Yeah, man, here's the guitars from fucking. <laughs> no, here's it, the guitars from Warrant doing a cover of a. Fucking Cannibal Corpse. Here we go. It's like, but see, they would never even mention those bands. I know. That's the what I'm saying. It's the only though. one on there that did was Don Jameson. I will give Don Jameson a little bit of love because he would try to plug some death Jim metal stuff. Jim would too. Jim Florentine would too. But but it's not. But Eddie. Don He's would. Too. But no, Eddie. Eddie was always it's like any conversation. It's like, guys, let's get let's get back to the Scorpions. It's just like, <laughs> look, and I and I like the Scorpions, but. I would never talk about it on this fucking podcast, and I never understood why why they're called that metal show when it should be called that old fart rock show because that's what it should be called that old fart rock show. <laughs> that and I've got fucking one VJ show. It's just fucking. It's just stupid. It's just like yeah, that, yeah. Rush is real fucking metal. Rush is not a fucking metal band. Rush right. is a great band, but they're not a fucking metal band. So, but it, but it, again, it, it ought to be called that old Eddie Trunk, old fart. I'm stuck in my ways. 1983 <laughs> show. It's fucking. Horrible. I'm so glad it got canceled. It's like it's, it's the same fucking guest. They're like, hey guys, time. we got Glenn Benton from Deicide on the show today, and we're gonna. They never had it. I know. Like this that. is this is the thing though. It's like we're gonna ask him questions about ACDC. What's his favorite ACDC album? It's like, all right, whatever. Well, I mean, it's just it was it's just dumb. It'd be like. And we're going like to have, have, have Dr. Vincent West and Corey Bragger from the, <laughs> the, the Mr. Gorecrost on here today. And we're going to have them on here. And we're going to have them and our special guest, Tesla. It's like, <laughs> like, like I, I, the only thing I want to tell Tesla is why the fuck are you still making records? No, this is a bad Why will you not go away? My bands can't make any money, but somehow your 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 troll hair rock gar- dog shit somehow still makes money. It's like. On Reggie's getting some dead girl pussy. Yeah, the girl from the morgue is now alive and fucking Reggie. Taking him to the morgue, making his dick dead. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> I, I wish they the only part of this scene I wish they had fucked in the ice cream truck. I know it's not in this film. In but the ice cream truck. Dooch, dooch, dooch. But anyway, I mean she's like rodeo humping him and he's yeah. just like, fuck off, bitch. But no, I never I never understood the claim that I'd have friends call me up. Because I'm older than Corey, but not, you know, I'm not like a thousand years old. Because I'm not, I'm not even the same age range as that that old fart show. Well, but anyway, people would always, people would always call me up and be like, "Man, you gotta watch not man, fuck nice freely and fucking and fucking Ted Nuggets." And it's like I don't want and 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 uh, Nikki Six on here tonight. <laughs> it's like I don't want to see that shit. I don't care what those guys are doing. I wish they would all just stop making music and stop doing interviews. 
like fucking Ted Nugget. It's like, why don't you fucking use one of those guns on yourself? I mean, I like some of the guy's music, but it's like I I don't want to interview. I would never want to talk to him in person or, or meet him. He's a fucking it's like we got the, redneck asshole from the Phantasm podcast today, guys. We got Doctor. Vincent West and Corey Gorecrest, and then we got the guys from Asia here. We're gonna fucking talk about Asia, like a- yeah, and I love that band, but it's like, but I would never bring them up on here or talk about. Them. But for some reason, it's like, don't call your show that metal show. Call it that old fart. I'm stuck in my ways, um, and the only thing I bought this year, and I think I'm cool by listening to Godsmack. It's like, <laughs> it's butt rock. That old butt rock show. There you go. That old butt rock. Like show. Gene Simmons ate my butt out backstage on a cruise show. <laughs> I got so sick of it, and then he's like, it's time for Eddie's rant. Eddie can't rant like me. Bring it on. Eddie Trunk, come on. We'll have you on here. You ain't going to out-rant me. He's like, in 1967, how much coke did I do off Paul Stanley's anus? It's, like, it's just fucking stupid. It's like they, and he's always whining about that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey, they'll never put Lemmy in there. They're never going to put fucking Dio in there, so I don't even see the point in even bringing that up. Like, who gives a shit about well, that? He whines about that. It's probably why they got canceled, because it's like, no one gives a shit about your dumb bullshit or your stupid radio show where you plug these shitty bands that are fucking, should have fucking hung it up fucking 20 years ago. I mean, I I like a lot of different music, but a lot of the stuff he has on there, it's like, I don't give a fuck what these bands are doing. It's like, why the fuck do you have a... I mean, how, how do you have a career? It's just like, you know, I mean, Howard Stern's at least funny. That's how he has a radio thing, and he has a career. Yeah, but great. it's like, I, I never understood that. And apparently, I've never met him, but I have several close friends that have met Eddie Trunk, and apparently he's just a fat asshole. <laughs> so he's he's probably more interested in getting a sub than talking to you. So if you tried to approach him, I'm not like anybody who's listening to our podcast would even want to talk to that prick. You know, I know I don't, other than telling him he's a fucking arrogant asshole, but... You know, and go eat a sub. Here, I'll buy it. Like, just <laughs> as long as I don't have to listen to you fucking whine about UFO not touring over here or something. It's like, I don't give a shit. It's true. It's like, who gives a shit, man? He's like, I just want to let you all know, guys, the uh, Aria Speedwagon's playing at the county fair this this Monday. It's like, cool. Have a good one. <clears throat> it's like, I don't oh, give a that- shit. <laughs> He does all he God talks about. It's like that's and they wonder people wonder why Jim Jim Root from Stone Sour is gonna follow us out with a solo. Here we go. Yeah, and none of it was and it's like again to to our audience, the relevance of this is that there was no relevance because that show had nothing to do with death metal. Like I said, occasionally I would hear Jim Florentine or Don Jameson try to plug. Because I know those guys are big trash guys. Those guys are they would they would go in well, Don actually listens to some death metal. Yeah. But he would never plug it on there because there was no. No, he did. He did a couple times. Did he? He would because they're both metal blade artists. He would occasionally plug something. I don't even remember what it was, and it wasn't necessarily something we we're into or anything. But he would occasionally try to throw an Amana Marth or somebody like that a bone, and it's right. like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not my thing. I'm not into that band, but. But, you know, at least they would try. At least it wasn't goddamn, you know, hey, man, check out that new fucking Starship album. It's like, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hey guys, we're going, we're going, we're doing the where are they now tonight? We're going to find out whatever happened to Aldo Nova. I don't give a shit what happened to Aldo Nova, and I'm like, Canadian. I don't care. You know, Jim Florentine was overkill, and um, Don Jameson was nuclear assault, and then Eddie Trunk was Metallica <laughs> or Testament. He wasn't. It's just, the it's metal just part, awful. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, they do that stuff on there, and you know. And they would have the, and you know, occasionally they would have people on the wheel. Like they had King Domino on an episode, that was cool. But what, but it didn't make any sense about that episode if any of you guys out there saw it. King Domino's on there, like, okay, okay, I'll watch this for a minute. But and the main like, person they wanted think? to talk to it was him and Mark Tremonti. Like, I want to give, like, I give two shits with the guy it's from the Creed. Polar opposite. They should have had King Diamond fucking crucify him on stage or something. 
it was just stupid. Of course, like so, like, King Diamond. Man, I'm a big fan, but I can't name one fucking song. It's just like we're gonna look, give our lucky guest tonight, fucking George Lynch's guitar that he's shredding on. It's like who gives it? This is just fucking stupid, and it's just fucking dumb. It's like what? he must get he must get like free like old school tour shirts from her records or something. He's like, I need I a vinyl. I never understood I need a vinyl. I got to like, get the Hey, and, and if you if you did ever watch this, like, here comes Jennifer. We're all fucking her backstage. This midget blonde with big tits. <laughs> it's just like, oh, wow. I'm so hard watching your, your that old fart I'm 90 show. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, because all, all that show is, it should have been called, actually, this is the ultimate title. It should have been called, I'm old as fuck. I'm holding on show. <laughs> Because it was just cra- it was crap. Ninety percent of the stuff they had on there was crap. It's like who cares about any of this stuff that you've got on here? No. I mean, if you're into the stuff, we're in horror movies and death metal. There's nothing on there for me. Would they occasionally have an artist on there? If somebody we listen to, sure. But, it, but for the most part, it was just fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, they get them on there and then they ask them dumbass questions. It'd be like it'd be like us getting Will from Mortician on here, which would be fucking amazing. And me sitting there going, man, what kind of coffee do you drink, man? <laughs> well, you know, what I mean, it's just I'm, they would ask him just this dumb shit. Like when they, like, had King, they had King Diamond on there, and they're asking him all this dumb shit. Or, or they they're had like, hey, hey, King Diamond, Steve do you Harris like- on there from Iron Maiden. They're asking him these dumb. Hey, Steve, do, do, do you golf any? <laughs> I'm just like, what? Hey, King Diamond, do you do you like LeBron James or Michael Jordan better? It was just it's like what? I mean, that could be funny as a comedy element. And our he heavy throwdown tonight. We're going to discuss what's what's heavier, load or reload. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this turd show? Uh, we're going. We're now it's time to rank. No, Eddie, the only thing that's rank is your breath in this show. <laughs> I don't care what your favorite Rush albums are. Who gives a shit? It's just, and again, the only people watching that was like the demographic of like fucking. You know, Everyone 50, to, 50 to 100. It's like, I don't they I don't even have, understand. They all have Austin 316 shirts on. Yeah. It's just, it was just horrible. <laughs> and it, it's like, who cares? And they come on there and they're fucking, uh, that, that was the other part of the show that was comedic is when they would they would stump the trunk and they'd ask Eddie Trunk questions. They come on there and you can tell they're in like, they're, it's like they gave it to him backstage. What's your favorite band? Fucking Slipknot. And they give him Slipknot. I'm fucking extreme. They're wearing their stupid Slipknot shirt. They're like, questions. what date on the 1999 tour were Machine Head with their fucking, their gay, like, uh, prison braids opened up for Slipknot? What, so- what was the song they opened with on that show? What show was that? Were they? But see, Eddie wouldn't answer that question because Machine Head, again, I'm not a fan, you're not a fan, but Machine Head's too heavy for Eddie, so he wouldn't even, he would, he'd fill that question out in the toilet. He's like, we should make a new show. Ask me some questions about fucking faster pussycat. We, we should make a, a show called Too, <laughs> too Heavy for Eddie, and it's, us that is our show. Questions that is and, us, but yeah, that's our new show. It's, but it's no, not it's just again, I go on all that, but I just you know, then people make the, it's like, was it a Ooh. voice for the metal community? Not in my opinion. Fuck no, not for my stuff. It's not him. The other two were. At he least. never had. He never had fucking Eric Rutan on there, or fucking you know, uh, Chris Barnes, or or fucking Corpse Grinder, or no, or anybody. Nobody. He never had anybody that I wanted to talk to on there. Or, 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 like I said, the King Diamond episode, or maybe if he had Rob Halford, I would watch it. Occasionally, you know, but it's all classic stuff. It's not stuff that I listen to it's on a daily basis. It's stuff it's that not, I listen to when you know, I was a kid. But some of the stuff he'd have on there, it's like, I don't care what, you know, uh, Dave Mustaine thinks nowadays. I could give a shit. Yeah. Am I a fan of old Megadeth? Sure. 
what he's doing now could care less. Like, I just don't give a shit, you know? Speaking of old stuff, um, apparently uh, Alice Cooper has reunited with his 70s lineup. Really? There, and they're recording an album. That's weird. Of course, not with Glenn Buxton, rest in peace, because he's, he's passed away. But uh, everybody else that's in it, um, you know, did schools out and all that shit. You got, um... That's weird. As long as it's not a record where they're all they're all going to come out in golf outfits and just like <laughs> golf. And I mean, out. you know, it's 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 Dennis Dunway on bass and Neil Smith on drums and Michael Bruce on guitar and of course Alice Cooper. So I mean, that, that's that might be cool. promising. You know, um, I mean, I call him old fag now, but, which uh, is funny as he, hell. He comes out with his glittery red uh, stripper jacket and he's just like. I'm 18. Just like, come on, man. Yeah. I'm 90. Aaron. <laughs> oh, anyway, but you know, I and that's cool. I don't know. For me, it's just that might be that might be promising. Like, I don't know. Um, that could be cool, but you know, I'm just kind of never really been a huge fan of Alice Cooper. I think, you know, I think you should stay true to the end and and be in character if you're someone like Alice, even when you're older. But once he got sober and all this shit now he just he's on television wearing a fucking golf outfit and it's really it's really stupid and he's just like you need to you need to actually you cut your head off. doing that shit you need to actually cut your head off with a guillotine on stage and and be lemmy. Done with it. that's you what know. you know that's yeah lemmy was lemmy but it's like alice cooper we know was a character but he had himself and then on stage alice was a character well, here, bottom line here's the whole thing with alice cooper so you can't i'm a fan of when he was an alcoholic yeah and i was a fan of dave mustaine when he's an alcoholic when oh, same. Yeah, totally. See, I always thought I think they should make, they should have an agency for for talent like this, where you keep them on drugs, but you manage it to where they can't die. It's only when they're writing and doing stuff and doing interviews and shit, or even performing. Yeah, but when they're off of it, they the agency is there to make sure that they're not tearing the band apart from the inside out and making problems with the band because obviously that's why they have to stop with this shit because. They're terrorizing the band, and you know, you know, band members don't want to deal with these fucking drug addicts, and uh, you know, have to put up with it for a thirty-day tour, you know, in multiple cities and countries. So Reggie's pouring you a beverage. Yeah, he's got the the fucking formaldehyde. He's doing some embalming in the in the crematorium. It's pretty awesome. He's um, like getting embalmed with this shit. So he's <laughs> But um. You know, I think it'd be cool. I mean, I'm not really serious. It's kind of just a funny thought, but it's like you keep them on the drug so they're they they stay to their ways and they're not fucking Christian buttholes, and and that way the band the band members that aren't on the drugs but they're still cool, they don't have to worry about their their frontman or whoever getting out of hand and like destroying shit. So that would be cool because usually when bands, no matter who they are, if they go sober uh, it's not because they are sober but when they turn sober shit changes and they just don't really they don't really care anymore and they you know alice cooper can put on his his uh eye makeup or whatever but then when he wears the golf outfit with the eye makeup it's like what are you trying to do man you're not alice cooper's not supposed to be human he chops his head off on stage and shit walks around with giant frankenstein monsters you don't need to be on a commercial for an iPhone wearing a fucking golf uniform. It's like you, you got to pick between the two. Come out with the fucking leather on and, and do your thing. Don't walk around like, hey, I'm Ellis. You all know I golf now. Here's uh, You should try Viagra and Prilosec OTC. It's like, come on, man. The guy's irrelevant to me. I don't even. It's just stupid, you know. Uh, 
stay true to your shit. Lemmy was always dressed the same, always went to the same fucking bar. I mean, he was who he was, and and he was he was real rock and roll, and he was real metal, you know. And so was so was Dio, and you know, Alice Cooper's gonna go out fucking golfing. He's gonna have a damn heart attack on a nine hole, you know. And it's just lame. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to get this corpse dismembered. <laughs> now they're about to fucking uh, cremate this chick too, and she's just smashed this fucking. I'm, I'm trying smash. to get this... I can't get this woman's head off. <laughs> he's got to smash the nuts with a shovel, this fucking mortuary goon in here. No, he's getting cremated. And you would think he's like... He's kind of like a... Uh, he's kind of like the tall man, probably, this guy, where he's got like the fucking yellow ooze instead of... Reminds me of Halloween 3, too, where he's got those... Like yeah. fucking fake goons that he's got with him. Totally. And they're just like, they're like cyborgs or something. It's pretty cool. Like these things that he made himself. But I don't know. We kind of went off subject with that. But it's just, uh, you know, the thing with death metal is there's no gimmicks. It seems like a gimmick to people that don't like it. But when you actually delve into it, it's like... It's raw. It's real. In the end, these guys are horror movie fans. They're into fucking nasty shit they're they're there to offend people and it's and it's and what even they the enjoy. ones that aren't they're into extreme music and they 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 enjoy it and you know you're not going to see um you know the guys from malevolent creation walking around and in, in bowling you know bowling jackets and shoes and going bowling on tv you know you're not going to see that shit if they go bowling and they dress up and shit that's cool that can be the malevolent creation bowling league that'd be awesome but you know <laughs> They're they're not gonna represent themselves that way to anybody because they're real people, and you're always gonna have these, you know. That's why death metal has always been cool, and you know, it's it's not a the people now that these modern death metal people, some some bands try to dress in their you know flannel shirts and their nut huggers and and beards and stretched out earlobes and all this shit, you know, and stuff. Which is if that's what they if that's what they want to do, and they they make good music, whatever, but. Uh, if they're trying to be fashionable, and you and you try to be death metal band, then you're not a death metal band. You know what I mean? I don't know a death metal band that dresses like that. That's, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's not like you have to dress a certain way. It's just the people that are fans of this shit. You're either that real are or you're go fake, out. and yeah. that's you know the, the the people that are writing this music that are actually making a living off of it and going out and doing this stuff aren't going to be people like that. They're like, yeah, we got. We're trying to get women. It's like I mean, honestly, the people you're describing, I'd like to use the four barrel shotgun that Reggie has there on them. <laughs> He's got this gas max dude that had the coffin earlier. It's, yeah, this movie's just fucking all cylinders, fucking batshit. It's awesome. There's so much stuff going on in this mortuary in this movie. You know, he's got a fucking drill. He just drills his fucking nipple in half. It's awesome. I mean, I don't know how you can not like this movie. This movie's insane. In, in the best way possible. And there's like, you know, Reggie's got a fucking bigger weapon repertoire than fucking Jason Voorhees in this film. Like, just this film, he's got a whole fucking tool shed full of weapons on him. And now they're about to have a fucking chainsaw duel. He's got a giant fucking... That's the biggest chainsaw I've ever seen in a movie, I think. It's like the Motel well, Hell chainsaw. Texas looks like. probably got that. They got a good yeah, one. It's... Yeah, it's... 
That one's got a bigger blade, but that one was like a fucking. Or actually, even that, that one's a fucking sword. <laughs> the one that this dude has. It is big. It's a big <laughs> And uh, Reggie's got the little one, so it's very. These movies are very well thought out as far as the comedy. It's it's put in the right places to balance it out. And of course, the Sentinel spheres are fucking bitching on this film too. Uh, there's just all kinds of shit going on in this movie that's crazy. Not that you can't understand it. I mean, you can perfectly understand what's going on, but dipshit. Unless you work for Fearnet. Yeah, well, he probably also works for Huffington Post, and he gets paid to write negative reviews about stuff. Because that just tells me that he doesn't know what he's talking about. So it's like, you're not a credible source if you have no... If you basically just told me you weren't a credible source because you're like, I don't understand what's going on. It's confusing. Well, then don't write articles about movies you don't understand. That's not even a negative thing. To say about fa- something like Phantasm, if if you don't understand it, then maybe you should be like, hey, you should pass this on to Jim. You know, he he likes these movies. He can write something about it. But this guy just gets paid to write a negative review about something because I mean that review's probably fucking old as shit too. Who knows how old that is? You can, but I don't even care. I'm the not gonna write. Matter, I'm not gonna write an article about your, something if I don't understand you know, what it is. I'm we like, don't watch stuff we hate yeah. when we do the podcast, so it's like, oh I don't, fuck no. But, but but again, if, if people out there, not, people that listen to us, if you watch the movie, you don't like it, that's cool. Right. Thank you for listening. You know, I don't. That's fine. But as far as you, you should you always watch something and check it out for yourself. You know, unless you know it's something you're just not interested in the subject matter. You know. Right. If you're not interested in the subject matter. You know. Then. And this guy's just getting fucked. He is getting fucked by the sphere, literally. You know, it's like inside of him. They already cut his. Fucking hand off with an axe. And it's about to come out of his chest, alien style. Oh, the top of his head. Yeah, this is gory as fuck. Oh. And it's Greg Nicotero goodness. I never knew that he did this. That's awesome. Him and Howard Berger. Oh, yeah. This is just a good film. I think they're all good, and uh, I don't know when and if they'll put out any of these other ones on Blu-ray. You know, they're working on the first one to restore uh, with the Doctor's favorite. favorite I would person. think now. I'm I'm betting that Scream Factory puts these out. Yeah, or Arrow. So. It'll be one of the two. Now, speaking of Arrow, they have a really good release coming out, and of course, there's the scene where they pull this guy over, and he's got the Sentinel Sphere in his mouth, like razored out. It's pretty pretty brutal. It's like a ripped open cunt. It's awesome. <laughs> um, Arrow's putting out a film called Bloodbath. I think we talked about it on the last podcast, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, what I didn't know about that film is there's four different versions of that movie. I did not know that. Because they just released the details for Bloodbath today, uh, the actual release. And there's they're, they're putting out all four versions on that disc. And... They all have different titles, but they're all the same movie. They were just released and cut differently. Um, there was one that was cut really hard, and it was for television. Um, of course, this movie's like 68, I think, or something. It's uh, It's got Sig ha- Sid Haig in it. There's an interview with him on there uh, about the film. Um, there's a TV version. There's a drive-in version where it's like the one that's the least cut. It's actually really weird. Really uh I don't know if it's gory or what, but it's you know more of a drive-in style grindhouse movie. 
And the other two, I don't know what the differences are, but one of them was shot with more scenes. One of them was shot in a different location or something. There's just there's four versions of it, and they have all four packed into that into that release. There's a, a poster that comes with it. There's two sided artwork like they they like doing. Uh, the stuff had very beautiful chainsaw to the nuts. Yeah, well, that one's good too. Um, so the bloodbath is pretty stacked and it looks good. It's it's Roger Corman goodness and they it does sound cool. They restored all four of those versions and packed them into this release. So that's going to be a good one to get. Um, I believe it comes out next month. It comes out no, it's this month. month. It is May at the end of May. Okay. It's actually it's next Tuesday. Wow. Okay. Well, definitely go pick that up. That's going to be. I mean, they just did a lot of work to put that out, and I think it's it's worth buying. Um, it's a black and white film. Uh, it looks great. <laughs> And you got the, the, the four barrel just knocked out all these. I need that goons. at shows, I'm telling you. Yeah. And just fill it with piss. Hi, man. Do you not? Speaking of which, I uh, saw a guy. It was that same Slayer show with that kid. I never really, I, I didn't really finish that rant. The uh, Long story short, that kid, after he was trying to tell me everything about Slayer that he pulled off, off Wikipedia, um, I no, was, all music. Yeah, all music. I, I told him, uh, you know, I, I'm mostly a death metal guy. I think Slayer has highly influenced that genre. He was like, I don't like death metal. Because I was like, you like Carcass? He was like, you know what? I think Carcass, you know, I don't like death metal. I think death metal is stupid. It's all rare. I was like, I was like, yeah, well, I love that music. And Carcass is going to make you want to leave, you know. <laughs> Which I don't really consider Carcass really death metal more... Uh, Grindcore, more in the subgenre area, but Carcass is still still pretty awesome. But um, as far as Slayer, it's a different story. Slayer's Slayer. Um, they were the the whole reason I went to that show. But uh, yeah, I was like, well, I hope you leave during Carcass because you're not gonna like it. He's probably on his phone like, no, Carcass was formed in Manchester, UK. You mean Caracas? Yeah, Caracas. So I just basically pissed him off, and I was like, well, I'm a death metal fan, so. You know, you know, Arrow's also putting out. We mentioned because I, I brought him to his attention that I'm in. I like stuff that he has no idea what he's talking about in. So yeah, so he, he's not going to pretend. No, right. He, he was, was like, done. well, uh, it's pure, and he just left. And I was like, cool. Have a good night. Enjoy the pit. That that uh, um, they're putting out Microwave Massacre, which I'm really excited. That's about. That's great. I've never seen the film. It's disgusting. You've seen it? Yeah, it's great. I want to watch it's it. I've never. It's a golden oldie. I'll keep it until you know. And then I'm not Shout gonna, Factory, I'm not, not watch the Scream Factory line, out. but Shout Factory is putting out John Carpenter's made-for-TV Elvis movie with Kurt Russell, which is yeah, the first pretty awesome. Thing, yeah, that's the first thing he worked with him on. It's awesome. That 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 that's the precursor to Escape from New York. If you're a horror fan or a Carpenter fan, fucking pick that shit. Oh, up. I'm buying that shit out of it. I love. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. and I like Elvis too. So, oh, it's just cool seeing, you know, Kurt doing anything. He's, it was a awesome. made-for-TV movie. It's awesome that it's getting the the Blu-ray treatment. I'm pretty stoked good. about it. But well, Shout Factory is pretty good about putting out TV. There, I tell you what, man, they'll disappoint me with a release, and then they'll put out four or five to make up for That's it. That's what they've so, been doing, and yeah. uh, they're they're putting out Baskin, which I'm excited to watch, which was that indie uh, horror film and Psycho Four that we Psycho Four the beginning. Yeah, awesome. that's gonna be cool. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That one's cool. We were talking about all this in the last episode as well. You but know, they put out stuff that throws me like they put out Death Becomes Her, which I would never buy. It's weird. Yeah. It's a Robert Zemeckis. And they got Wolfen, which is good. Um, well, no, Wolfen was uh, Warner Archive. Was it? Yep. 
What was the other one they put out that it was Bad Moon or some shit? They put Bad Moon they're putting Bad out, Moon. which I'm buying that. Yeah. That actually is good. Yeah. And here in this film, is we're towards the end. This is where in the, you know, the embalming room they find the inevitable, uh, the little canisters with all the bodies and the thing that goes to the other dimension, like the, the prongs or whatever. And you can see the little portal. It's fucking yeah, awesome. You can see the little creatures in the in the canisters there, just uh, waiting. People to can't be see this, out. you know, because where we're broadcasting, we actually have. A portal right here in the room. We do. We never use it though. Only, we don't use only it. Only Toodles uses it. He does use it. He uses it to go to the bathroom. Uh, our dog it. uses it whenever I can't, you know, <clears throat> whenever I can't take him out, he just goes through the portal. And It's good for me because if I want to drink and get loaded when we record, I just use the portal to go home. Right. That way I don't get a DUI and to worry about any tickets or anything and, and it's pretty cool Reggie's usually inside the void talking to me like walking me through it like don't look at anything and he's, he's like on. the uh, he's like the bartender from The Shining when correct there. he's already got a you know he's already got the that's the, correct the alcohol ready this scene's pretty cool though it's, yeah. this it's is pretty, this is what it looks like when I'm going through it's pretty gross you see all these oozing midgets coming out of these canisters and it's really hard to walk around because it's so windy because of all the beer farts. And, uh, the tools of the trade, if you will. The tall man's found his weaponry. So you don't see him use weapons too much usually. He's very, he's very hands-off yeah, guy. He this, wants to use his film, mind to kill everything. This film and the first film, I think, are the, are the, the real deal. Oh, I do too. They get pretty interesting in three and four, but um, I mean so three I and three and four are okay, but I don't think they're anywhere in the same ballpark as the first two. No, the, the first two are batshit and they're really horrifying. Honestly, they're very because uh, three's really campy. Right. It looks like it was made for TV. It does. And then four, that's the one where they, they four is kind of artsy again. You know, it kind of yeah. goes like you know. where they have him in the painting and it goes back into his right, life. Yeah. You see how long he's been around and. You kind of see the history of the tall man, but you still—they still don't get it to where you actually understand what he, where he came from, which is awesome because I think it's better. The mystery makes you wonder. You can't have all answers answered in a film, I think, to make it successful. You know, and of course he's got the that fucking nasty looks like banana pudding. No, it's mustard sprayer. Mustard spray. <laughs> That's some French's yellow number five. Yeah, it looks like uh, oh Charlie's honey mustard coming out of his. Out of his forehead, and of course, the tall man's so fucking strong that he just fucking flattened the uh, sentinel sphere like a beer can. That's always attractive. Yeah, and then it's just, of course, he's made of fucking nasty insects and all this weird shit, you know. And there's there's so much going on in this fucking scene right now. There's, we'll, we'll play it. <coughs> they're embalming the tall man. Would you please stop the goddamn hammer? It's <laughs> a really good melting scene. Oh. Fucking brutal. 
Reggie is just fucking torture. That's me at most local businesses. <laughs> so now, you're supposed to believe that the tall man's dead, but of course, you can't stop the tall man. when the uh, iconic Hearst shows up and this chick Reggie's uh, fresh vag has come to come to the rescue to pick them up but you know she was already dead so she's not who you think she is she still remember that part of the movie where she's totally a, a, some kind of dead chick like the one from the first one that blonde right you know she was basically she was the tall man you know, I will say this, there's never really any resolution to this film, is there? No. They sort of do in three, but not... <laughs> and if you've ever met Reggie Bannister... I have not, but you have. Reggie is Reggie in these films in real life. He's the same person. That's awesome. It's crazy. Like, he, he plays in a jam band, like this blues band that he has. Like a tra- He's a traveling blues artist, which is really fucking cool. And he plays banjo really well, too. So, uh... Empty. <coughs> yeah, now it's time for the, the weird. Hey, baby. You could have run. But thanks for sticking with us. And she rips off part of her fucking scalp. It's the more chick, I'm telling. Yeah, it is. Because when they when they show her on the side of the road, it reverts back to her dead body. You know, so. Right, and in three, it picks up right where this ends. Like he's laying on the street or something, isn't he? Ready? Yeah. Then he meets that kid, and because he didn't get killed, he no. like had the hell beat out of him. Yeah, he was left for dead, but not dead. You know. Yeah, and then they're taken. He has to go find him and all this shit. So, well, three actually is pretty good. It is. It's awesome. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> it's not. Directed and written by Don Coscarelli. Fucking awesome. And we'll we'll end it on a high note. So uh, thank you all for watching, and thanks to Don and everyone from Phantasm for making this film to fucking rules. And thanks to Angus Scrim, the tall man, especially for being so goddamn terrifying. And any closing notes for the doctor? I don't know, this Blu-ray looks really good. I haven't watched it since I bought it, so I've only That's watched great, it like man. once. It's pretty awesome. I'm glad we watched it. It's a good one to kind of get this one on our uh, belt of episodes. But, That's right. That's right. Yeah, check out John Carpenter's Lost Themes 1 and 2. They're pretty cool. Also, that new Destruction record. It's pretty bitching. It's, it's pretty good. There's the Death Scream Bloody War. I've never opened those, so I can only imagine it sounds awesome. Right, yeah. 
it's uh, it's online streaming, so you can listen to it there. But uh, if you can buy any of those packages, please, you know, definitely get get a copy of those because, you know, uh, oh, Mark Showstrom, which is awesome. But yeah, I think uh, there, there, we'll have more stuff to talk about next week. There's a lot more stuff coming out, and we'll be able to talk about uh, our trip to Atlanta, the mighty yeah. uh, masquerade. See what happens with that, but we actually may have another one before we do that. I'm not sure. Are we going to try to do another one before? Um, I'd say after Monday would be the next one. Okay. Um, well, we will. We will definitely be back. Our showstrom did from beyond. Also, that's on this. Nice. So that's great. And he's. And screaming at George Lewis. And he's a Deep Space Nine guy in Voyager. So, uh, as usual, we can always point out that when the credits roll for a horror movie, somebody that affects or somewhere is also a huge Star Trek makeups person. So, uh, that always has a link somewhere. So, that's why the doctor knows best. I tried to. <laughs> but, uh, stay fucking gory, my friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs>